0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the Too Beautiful to Live radio show slash podcast. On Monday mornings, we give you a recap of the previous week's shows, but now it's Saturday where we relax and stretch out a bit when we have a guest on to talk about their relationship with TBTL, play their favorite segment from the show, and hash it over. And I can't do this all by myself, so producer Jeremy Holmes, a handsome man in any city, but truly a one-percenter in his current hometown of Everett, is close by to steer the ship, but as always, I'm joined on the air by a perfect 10, the lovely Christy Wise. Hello, Christy.
1: Hello. Hello, Mike. Don't forget to give a shout out to Pape.
0: Oh, well, definitely. That's in my must discuss um, section. So uh, our guest tonight is uh, someone who I've known for about five years, myself uh, and Emily. um, We hosted a... Austin tends get together and actually a couple of them and then we we peeled off uh, our guest and her husband and actually went out with them a couple times um and but since then there have been a lot of changes in her life uh Hillary Livingston Butler is our guest tonight. Hello Hillary.
2: Hello, how are you?
0: I'm well. We will get into um her history with the show and also some personal details on her in a minute. Uh her history or TV Tale history clip is probably the funniest one from front to back that we've played so far. Uh, and that's preacher Jen from uh, for probably the first year of the show when it was still a radio show. I will let everyone know how to get involved toward the end here. And then whatever house there is to be kept, we'll let uh, Christy keep it. But first a couple of things I must discuss as, uh, as Christy mentioned in the open, we should, Say that because Pape did such a great job. In fact, a much better job editing last week's David Burbank show than Jeremy's done on any show, including all his other shows. Uh, Pape is full-time now, our producer and our editor for this Saturday morning show. Welcome aboard, Pape. We love you. And what's what's really great about Pape is not only does he do a better job technically than Jeremy, he's a tolerable human being. In fact, I would consider him a friend. So, (laughs) the other thing that we must discuss uh, is the recap show this week that's going to come your way on Monday. By now, it's Saturday, and we can confess, Christy, we have not been listening to the show this week.
1: No, we're not doing it.
0: We are not listening to the show, and we are going to do our recap based on uh, what we can find online and in social media. So... (laughs) We're not going to listen to a second of the show. Jeremy is, however, listening to the show, and is dying to talk about it with us, but <laughs> we can't listen to it. So, not only not only will this be a fun thing, but it also might be a teachable moment for some of the Stens, uh, because some of the stuff, in fact, most of the stuff you're posting on the Stens page, is completely irrelevant. So, <laughs> it's of no help to us, and we'll we'll point some of that out. But it's going to be in good fun, I promise. So look forward to that on on Monday. And and I, I want to ask the Wagoneers for one small favor before we, we get into the meat of the show here. So far, we haven't heard a peep about Song of the Summer this year. And yes. as it is the only segment that I hate worse than Dreamcatcher, <laughs> I'm asking for your cooperation in not bringing up Song of the Summer. Don't post any Songs of the Summer. Please, please, I'm begging you. If we could get by without it, it would be great. But, however... There's one exception. If they did "Song of the Summer" and handed the whole thing over to David Burbank, I would love to hear it. So that's
1: yeah, I, I could co-sign that. Maybe he just makes us a playlist. These are the songs mm-hmm. you should listen to this summer.
0: Right, right. I think the tens would like that. So, um, so before I hand it over to Christy, because she's she's the uh, she's the Larry King here, much cuter, <laughs> much younger. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, let me let me talk about uh, history with Hillary. We did, we had those meetups, and then we ended up getting together with Dave and Hillary. Um, Dave, of course, her husband of eight years, right?
2: Hillary? Yep, yep, eight years of magic.
0: So when we <laughs> when we met you guys, we were newlyweds, and you were still you were only married about three years at the time.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And what was remarkable when when we met them because you, you don't often meet couples like this when you go out. You know, you you meet new people. And they were a couple who actually seemed to really, really like each other. And that's pretty rare in couples at any time. It's true. So they were a lot of fun to hang out with. And we went out with them a couple times. And not too long after that, they had their first baby, uh, Bridget, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, not too long after that, another baby, roared
2: <laughs> I know. I had too many kids. There's too many of yeah. them.
0: <laughs> and they already had a beautiful dog, Duchess, who I met a couple times and <laughs> tried to steal. He fell in love with. Oh, absolutely. Who wouldn't fall in love with Duchess? No. Nobody. So, Um. So we kinda of lost track. I mean, we've we've been watching you online, all these you know, all the babies and everything, but uh, but we haven't been in touch for a while. So when I saw that you submitted your form and you want to talk about Preacher Jen, I thought, you know, there are a couple other people that submitted it, but I actually know Hillary. I know her to be a delightful person, so why not have Hillary on? And I think we were just messaging back and forth a few weeks ago and you were like, Hey, when are you gonna have me on? Like, oh, Get really great. Almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Christy, that's how I know Hillary. Obviously, she is a delight and I will hand it over to you for the interview.
1: Hello, Hillary. Hello, Christy. How are you? <laughs> Good. Um first I'm going to ask you a question that came from a listener. Okay. They want to know the story about your name. You have an interesting middle name.
2: Or Livingston? Yes. It's actually my maiden name. Um uh, my middle, my original, my OG middle name was Garrett, but Livingston's my maiden name. So I just kept it. I, I always told Dave, I'm so, that's my husband. I always told him, if I ever became famous, I would just go back to Livingston. He's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> 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 Hillary Livingston sounds better than Hillary Butler, but that's okay.
0: But it does. You opted for the no, um, the no dash.
2: No, you know, I think I, I knew we were going to have kids and I was like it's just too much. It's Livingston Butler. It sounds like a law firm. It's just too much. I can't I can't do it. Yeah.
0: Well, I always wonder that about about people who do that thing where they take both names and then what if they meet another person whose mother and father, you know, did the both name thing and now
2: It's we've like got a to proliferation. Merge it, it,
0: it ends up being mm-hmm. Inigo Montoya every time you have to <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself exactly. to someone. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. It's just it was a little too much. And, you know. I don't know. Butler's fine. I like it. It wasn't offensive, so I was like, all right, I'll we'll take it. But it definitely once my fame comes, it's Hillary Livingston all the way. And, mm-hmm. and what do you want to be famous for? <laughs>
1: no
2: idea. I'm trying to figure <laughs> that out, but I have no idea. But that's the goal, is just to be famous. <laughs> that's the end goal. However, maybe... No, I'm just kidding. Well,
0: but, I've been famous. i kind of <laughs> yeah, famous Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vancouver, not always good. I do yeah. No. Yeah, and you don't want your picture in the post office. <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sadly, there was an episode of Growing Pains where the mom... I don't know if y'all were big Growing Pains fans, but the mom, like, she got on the news or something. She became... I don't know a correspondent on the news, and she went back to her main name. It was like a big controversy. So I modeled my life after that.
0: Oh, I like it. (laughs) Well, I'm of the opinion that when you get together with someone and you're going to get married, you don't take both names. You both you decide on a name. Which name is cooler? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And there could be like an arbiter that that is the tiebreaker. If if you can't agree whose name is cooler, then. Someone with no stake in it could come in and say, "Uh, "I'm sorry, you're you're, Dave. You're going to have to be Dave Livingston." (laughs) Hey, Dave
2: Livingston is cool.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Or create or create a whole new one. Yeah, I think the mayor of
2: mayor of Los Angeles, Ragosa, He was VR, and his his wife was Ragosa, and they combined the two.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool too. I think I'm in favor of that. Mike,
1: is that the reason why your name is now legal name is Michael Emily? Cullen. No, my name is
0: Cullen. Cullen Cullen. That's for Maximum Mr. Cool.
1: <laughs> Mister Emily.
0: I, I can dig that.
1: Yeah, she's a cool chick. Yeah, it's it's pretty feminist of you. I
0: mean, come on, Frizell. My name is so stupid that American Express put three L's on my name on my on my card. Now they just now kept when adding them. now whenever it's my turn to buy, everyone says Ah Frizell treats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So next question. What, when did you start listening? Okay. This is so embarrassing. I was thinking of like, how did I find the show? I was in awesome. It seems kind of, um, it does seem weird. Bizarre. I don't know. Random is not the right word. I'm not going to use that word in a TV show, <laughs> but, um, I was working a job that I still work a job kind of like this where it's kind of just like I'm at the computer, just working at the computer all the time. And I don't necessarily need to interact with people a ton. I'm just on my computer. So I listened to a bunch of This American Life, I guess, and I was burnt out on that. I knew I need I needed something else to listen to, so I um, and I was messing around on New York Magazine or something. This is where it gets embarrassing, and there was some post <laughs> where it said Anthony Bourdain calls out Mauro Batali for like hanging out with Gwyneth Paltrow, and I'm like, ooh, Gwyneth Paltrow news! So I like go and <laughs> went on that, and then it linked me to somebody's blog post about it, and it was just saying how. Bourdain called him out for traveling, going to Spain with a vegetarian, basically. Anyway, so I click on it, and she said, the guy that hosted, hosts it hosts a radio show that my husband listens to, and I don't really listen to it, but he really likes it. So I was like, well, All right, I guess I'll click on it. And I clicked on it, and that was, like Gwyneth Paltrow sadly led me to TBTL,
0: oddly enough.
2: <laughs> so she's done uh, something good. She has done something Shakespeare good. Shakespeare in love
0: and getting you on TBTL.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So I was thinking back. How strange, but it was right after Luke hosted that, and then I think I actually think when I started listening, it was when he was in Spain. He went to Spain, and it was like more like Jen was hosting, and so yes. and then they were doing that's Spanish when we lessons. Learned Spanish. Yes, exactly. I think that's when I started listening with my good listening.
0: friend Mateo DeBaca. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Oh, was that? He, he was the one that did. That's so funny. He yep. was. Um Yeah. So I started listening then and. Just I don't know. Like immediately, it just took on for me, and then so I would do this thing where I would get in in the morning and listen to the three hours or whatever it was, you know, two and a half hours of the news show, and then I would go back and listen. To, like I would start at the beginning, and mm-hmm. so I was kind of living this double life for a while, I was current, but then also time <laughs> bound, um, and well,
0: I've asked people this before, Hillary. What, how did you feel when you caught up? Was it a disappointment because? You you had a, a TBTL Nothing hole? Nothing do.
2: Yes, where I was like, I feel like I have so much time. And then all of a sudden, you're like <laughs> caught up. And then, I mean, it, then I thought, but it, I guess I caught up pretty quickly because by the time it was canceled, which was only like three or four months later, um, I was like fully invested in like listening to the live show that night. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was totally depressing when I was caught up. Totally depressing. Um, and those back shows are so good. I mean, it's a different show now, but those... You know, radio shows, those early radio shows are just awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. So do the Austin, the Austens, do they have a pretty lively community? I know that like the Chicago Tens do. And of course
2: we do here in Seattle you know, and Denver. There was a group. I mean, really, I, the last time that I met up was I was pregnant with Bridget. So this was over three years ago mm-hmm. um, when we went to like Spider House or whatever it's called. Um, and then... And there were, a f- there were a few people there, but I feel like it's th- it sort of evaporated. I'm sure they're out there. I know they are. I just, I think they ha- we haven't collectively gotten together as much.
0: Yeah, there hasn't been a concerted effort to, to get people together in Austin for some time. And, and I think it's because a couple of the people moved away. And, and then, yeah, like um, Hillary went and got herself a life.
2: And now I like, I had a million children and then, you know, God, um, and I know now I'm like, but I want to break free and find me out. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I know they there have to be here. I mean, there's enough like podcast yeah. dorks that live in Austin. There have to be people that listen Yeah, to my I My guess
0: is there, there's about 20, to 25 people here. We, we had, I think 10 at the first meeting and then eight, we had really bad weather at the second one, at the other one. Uh, but there were at both times there were about four or five people that said they were coming and didn't, and I know there's yeah. some people out there that just wouldn't come to a meet up, you know, yeah. if yeah. if they were on fire and we all had fire extinguishers, because <laughs> exactly. some people are just like that. It's yeah, it's, exactly. You know.
1: So, Mike, maybe we need to have an event there.
0: Uh, well, when you come down, of course we will.
1: Yes. Will. Okay. 100%. Let's do it. And yeah.
0: then Hillary, I was listening before. We came on tonight to your appearance on TBTL. Oh, God. Um, oh, tell me this. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about I mean, I have I have some thoughts on it, but tell tell me oh, about on your – Well, first of all, before – let me just say that it was from Callmakers. This was like 2009. <laughs> yep. And okay. And I, I knew she'd, – she'd linked this to it, so I knew she was going to pick up the phone, but it rang so many times. So loud.
2: I was surprised at my I phone. I was so nervous. Rings.
0: I, <laughs> I was like – I was like, "Well, did did they just play a drop at her? I mean, is that all she got? But they let it ring like seven times and you did pick up finally. I was I so relieved."
2: I know, I was so. I mean, I remember when it was ringing and I thought, I don't, "I'm not going to answer this." And then all of a sudden it just like clicked. I'm like, "Oh my god."
0: Well, and that was radio show day, so it was late, right? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: can't believe I was even up. And then I like had a little, whatever. I had a little brag on the end, like, I work out really early, which does not happen anymore. <laughs> that
0: was um, great. That was shit. great. Cause they teased you about it. Yeah, they teased you yeah. about getting that in. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Um, yeah, no, I, talking about like MTV and I don't know, I, whatever. I felt very passionate about it. Again, not anything that I think about really now. I mean, I watch Bravo now, which is, you know, so much higher end, um, reality TV. <laughs> crap but um no, you it was called it go- about not, not-
3: real world or they called yeah, you call, about, real world.
2: Right. The, about the real mm. world yeah because i like i used to be obsessed with the real world and i think i just was catching it i'm like these guys are terrible i mean all it is now is just like a forum for hooking up and getting wasted i mean it's just like the jersey mm. shore exactly. basically except you know not italian people mostly but um
0: how much but, everyone uh, is disrespecting everyone else all the time
2: mm-hmm. and everybody's so willing to like just like getting to fisticuffs uh, mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. But um, it was good that Addie was on, I think. and Yeah, they and brought I, her
0: on to talk to you about, about it.
2: <laughs> she was like, nobody watches MTV anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think she said nobody watches Road Rules anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Specifically, because I think that is to a generation um, that – gosh, because I remember my first wife had, had gotten her MBA and we moved up to Seattle and we were watching the one that was set in Seattle.
2: Oh, my gosh, I love that one so much.
0: Yeah, so there's that sweet spot of people that were in their mid, tw- early mid-20s, you know, down to, you know, probably 12 years old at that time. And that's the generation that did watch it and is still watching it, probably. Yep,
2: yep. No, I yeah. God, I loved it. Not Addie's. No, not Addie's, not Addie's. And now Addie's mm-hmm. like, it's so funny when you listen to the old ones and Luke says, like, my 13-year-old daughter, and she's like 21. It just is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. But yeah, that, that, you know, you know, when you listen to yourself, I'm sure when I listen to this, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I sound like a child with a cold all the time.
0: No, you sound, you sounded great and you hit a home run. They said that you were their new favorite person and, and then Jen was so pleased that you, when you greeted them, you said y'all. Oh yeah. Which
2: I think I overuse. (laughs) You would think I would have this big twingy accent, but I do use y'all all all the time, but
0: well, no, you're a West. Dallas girl, right? I
2: guess. I'm, yeah, so I'm told, girl. I sound like a valley girl.
0: Yeah, right, right. It's not quite the you're not quite a uh a, a South Texas or no, Central no, Texas for person. Sure. For sure not.
1: Y'all there that is the perfect word sometimes and there is no mm-hmm. equivalent.
2: It's the mm-hmm. best, it's like the most economical way to refer to a group of guys and girls. Right. Cuz mm-hmm. guys yeah. just sounds boring. You got I mean there's all these iterations and y'all just works.
1: So have you met anyone besides Mike that would be considered a TBTL celebrity? Well,
2: um, so Jen, when she was doing her little sojourn around the country and their, like, Airstream trailer thing, um, she came to Austin. and But it was, like, my grandmother's 90th birthday party, and we were going up to D.C. for it, so I couldn't go. But Jen was there mm-hmm. for, like, the whole week prior. So Jen and I ended up, like, going – Jen and I ended up going out for a drink, just the two of us, and she was like, whatever, wonderful. I mean, you know, I totally fan out on Jen, and she was like everything I dreamed that she would be. She was so fun and fun, funny and just, you know, like the girlfriend that you want to have. And then Jason, like Jason wasn't there, but then he came to pick her up, and he was like a delightful human being, so like kind and nice. And I and Yeah, it he awesome. is the
0: anti-Jeremy. That's how I would describe Jason. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but it, but both of them were awesome. Uh, but that's yeah. Jen's the only one that I met, and we st- we haven't emailed for a while. But occasionally, I would email her and just say I was thinking, just say I was thinking about her. I'm sure she's like, "But go away!" But but she is she's awesome. She's I I miss her. I mean, I love the show as it is, and it's just a different show. But I definitely miss her being on there.
0: Well, you know, you you don't think Jen is paying attention, but then. Every once in a while, you get an email from her asking if you enjoy or if if me and joel joellen and Macaulay are all right, or if she needs to step in. so she's paying attention. she's okay. watching
2: she's watching she's like God yeah. she's just she, watching she's her watching risk.
0: you, she's watching Christy. she's watching all of us
2: yeah oh God love her, she's the best yeah. I and mean, talking about her like she's dead, she is the best she's awesome <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, Jen's the only person that I've met, and then just the other little, um, events that I've gone to. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I keep saying, like, oh, I want to go, I, I want to go to Seattle. Like, let's go. But Dave, mm-hmm. my husband, who's definitely an 11, I mean, he's almost like a 10 and a half, and he gets lots of references. He just doesn't, he only listens, like, if I'm making him listen. Yeah. But, um, but I'm like, let's go to Seattle. And I have this, you know, itinerary, like, let's go to Dick's, and then, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't I'm not interested in doing that vacation. Hillary,
0: I have a suggestion and it's gonna yes. get you to Seattle. Okay, tell me. You you buy tickets to the Red Sox Mariners on yes! Friday night.
2: Yes.
0: And plan the trip around that. Yes. Or get him tick go go for tickets all weekend when whenever they visit next season. No, that's um, a good idea. Late in the season when the weather's good up there. And mm-hmm. and just say, Hey, we're going we're going to some Red Sox games. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be excited and you go, yeah. Uh, also, also, we're going to Seattle and we're going to see where Azteca used to be in all the
2: stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We might go, uh, you know, to East Lake and, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Wait, Mount, what was the, where did it Mount St. Helens? No, well, yes. Mount Baker. Mount Baker, that's right. Mount Baker Oh, Mount Baker right,
0: neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they talked about <laughs> oh, Mount St. Helens the the on the steps. episode. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of it.
2: You need to see the steps. I want to see the steps. I totally, because I'm, you know, kind of a psychopath. I totally like Google mapped it, like Street View it. And I was like, oh, there are a lot of steps there. Street
0: View. You saw the steps on the Street <laughs> yes. View. That's great. I'm telling you,
2: I work at my computer a lot, so I've got a lot of time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Christy, do you have anything else before I set up the clip?
1: I think I'm ready. Do you have anything else you want to add?
2: No, only other than that, every time I meet somebody from Seattle, I'm like, oh my God, there's a radio show, but it's a podcast that I used to, that I listen to. And they're like, cool, who is it? And I tell them, and it's just this like blank every time, every single time I think I'm going to get this like, oh my gosh, I listened to that too. And never, it's never happened. Never. I know. (laughs) Even being from here, (laughs) they're like, huh? You say,
1: oh, it used to be on Cairo. They're like that talk radio. I know know Cairo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know what Cairo is. Yeah, and it's this podcast. Wait, what's a podcast? Yes, okay, what is it about? And they, they're already dead. Yeah. Like, they've already lost yeah.
2: interest. Darn it. I'll find them.
0: <laughs> well, this clip is from the K-I-R-O Seattle days, um, not Cairo, <laughs> Egypt. It's uh, it's of Jen and her sister, Stephanie, and her sister, Stephanie's best friend, Jessica. Jen is eight years old, Um yeah, this is the tape they're going to play on the show. Obviously, we're not going straight into the tape. But Jen is preaching to Sister Steph and best friend Jessica. And was it Jen's mom taping or was it uh, Jessica's it was, mom taping?
2: I think it was Jeff Jessica's
0: long, mom. Yeah. Okay. Boy, did she sound sexy. But that's a, that's a sidebar. <laughs> oh, <God.
1: laughs> you, like, you like you like when those... older ladies talk about Noah?
0: <laughs> uh, I can't help it. I mean, it's, I can't help it. So... Uh, They've unearthed this tape And everyone's in the studio Uh, Sister Steph, Jessica, Jen, Luke And they just start playing the tapes And it's pretty magical So, uh, Bobby, play it
3: This is TBTL with Luke Burbank On News Talk 710, Cairo You know, it's not so much the burning But the itching
4: Oh my God, it's driving me
0: crazy
3: this is TVTL on News Talk uh, 710 Cairo. And Sean, can we just take the music down a little bit? I don't want anything to interfere with the piece of tape that I'm about to play for you.
5: And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. I mean, he doesn't just... He wasn't a magician that touched thing with this water. And woo, with this he said to be white and there was light. And they didn't give no lip
3: That's not uh uh Reverend Jeremiah Wright That's actually uh an, an eight year old, Jennifer Bronson, uh giving a sermon. Jen, could you uh set the scene for us? What was happening during uh. that piece of tape?
6: Well, I was eight years old. I was living on Sunset Hill in Ballard, and I felt like God had given me a message that I wanted to bring, but I didn't have a flock. and so I <laughs> went to my aunt Diane's house and that was where my sister and her best friend were and I got them to be my flock and I proceeded to preach a series of really insightful searing sermons.
3: Uh, you covered the uh, the creation story, the twenty third psalm, and also the story of Noah. We'll hear. Bits of all of those right. um, different messages. How old, how old was your um, captive flock of two?
6: Well, I think Steph would have been like four and a half, four and a half maybe, and Jess would have been four or three and a half right in there.
3: Uh, amazingly, both of these women survived uh, <laughs> growing up under your wing, barely, and they're here right now. Um, Steph? Hi, thank you for coming on. You gotta scoot a little closer oh. to the mic though. Well
4: thanks for having me.
3: And uh you're Jen's sister. Yes in real life. And Jess, you're you're you might as well be a sister. Hello. Hi, you gotta scoot in too. Have you guys I mean you've <laughs> like you've left an answering machine message for someone at some point, right? I, I mean, wait for you, the
7: You've you you, gotta you, leave. Jen made you. us wrap that too once, I think, on the answering machine.
3: Uh you see how close I am to the mic. I don't know how you would think We that. thought
7: maybe we had superior equipment.
3: Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> okay. Um let's hear let's hear a little bit more of this uh of this preaching. And God
5: said, Let there be a firmament firmament in the midst of the waters.
3: A firmament. The interesting thing is you got firmament right, but you got midst wrong. <laughs> it's a firmament in the midst. <laughs> Did you, ha, Jen? Had you read these passages of the Bible ever before in your life, or did someone? Were they just highlighted, like in your mom's Bible or something? Where did you get this stuff from?
6: Well, actually, we had—I I still have it. I should have brought it in. We had like a, a picture, a kids' Bible, and so it would tell kind of simplistic versions of the story with pictures, and so it, it covered all the main stories.
3: Various things that happened in the in the minst. Right. So oh, I, Jesus.
6: I had had these read to me, you know, a hundred times. And so I pretty much knew them. But this was my first, I think, try to actually read them.
5: And then it's
3: the by the waters from the water. Wait, is that you, Jessica?
6: Uh, it could be. It's I think I blocked them. all of this out. <laughs> it was really traumatizing. What I know is one of them was asking for water while I was trying to talk about something important. That was yeah, probably me. That I, was just sm- like
3: <laughs> that was a that was a, that was a small baby talking. I mean, a young young child that should probably not be forced to sit. in the church of Jen. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> lost
6: my place now, but.
3: <laughs> Is that you, Jen, yelling at this small baby who wanted water because you <laughs> lost your place?
6: Yeah, I was in the middle of a thought. Now I'm, you know, I've been thrown off a little bit. You
3: were nothing if not Christ-like.
6: Come <laughs> on, that's
4: I'm taping. I'm, I'm taping some of Jennifer's good preaching.
7: That's definitely my mom. <laughs> yeah.
5: Come on,
6: Jen, preach it, sister. <laughs> I don't know, right? This is where Jess can't find her place in the Bible. And
5: God called the dry.
3: <laughs> and by the way, that was foreshadowing for the life of debauchery <laughs> that you. I'm still
5: looking for that place. Would <laughs> that. And earth, and the gathering together of the waters called the seas. And God saw that it was good. Ah my eyes. Oh, Let's say, Matthew. That's not good.
6: She's in the wrong book entirely.
5: Okay. (laughs) I'll see you all next Sunday. Bye.
3: Bye. Uh, Steph, you, I mean, you lived with Jen every day of your life as a kid. Was this like the commonplace thing? Was she always pulling weird capers and you were always forced to be a part of them?
4: Absolutely. She... (laughs) Invented games constantly, and I was the only companion, and I never had a choice in the matter, so I w- went along with it.
3: Was there a one that that sticks out as like well, the worst?
4: We it was almost like everything we were talking. Jess and I were talking. We had this intercom system, and so it's like if we had the system, then she made up a game around the system, and like we had all these green pins. Where did those green pins come from?
6: I don't know, but we had boxes of them,
4: and so every game had all the green pins in it, and then like the chess people were always our little kingdom. We just we didn't have the proper Toys. So I think we just found whatever was in our house, and my sister made a game out of it.
3: Jess, do you have any? You again? You were you were badly dehydrated. <laughs> you couldn't follow along in the Bible. Uh, do you have any memory of these sessions? This this like Bible stuff?
7: Uh, I don't have a lot of memories of the Bible stuff, but I definitely remember uh, playing Nine to Five. Oh, What's Nine to baby. Five. Yeah, um, based on the film Nine to Five. The
3: Dolly Parton. <laughs> yes, masterpiece. Um,
7: With the intercoms that Steph was just talking about, um, Jen would make us play Office and play 9 to 5, and she would assign us roles. Uh, We would do dictation for her.
3: Was one of you uh, James Woods?
6: (laughs) No, no. No. Isn't he a 9 to 5? Dabney Coleman. Oh, Dabney Coleman. And Jess would fight over who got to be Dora Lee, because they both wanted to be Dolly. I was always Violet, Lily Tomlin, but nobody wanted to be Judy Burnley.
3: I'm surprised that Jane you wouldn't want to be you wouldn't want to be Dolly Parton.
6: No, I wanted to be in charge. I wanted to be the smartest one, and that was Violet. Everybody knows Violet instead is the smart one. And I wanted <laughs> to be the most stacked one. So, <laughs> cool.
3: so that's why you wanted to be Dabney Coleman. <laughs> Again,
6: foreshadowing.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, Jen, did they tend to go along? I mean, I guess they had no choice but to go along with your plans.
6: Yeah, they always went along. I mean, there was definitely some. At some point, you know, can we please stop now or, you know, just with the wanting water. You know, that kind of (laughs) thing happened. Making
3: you lose your place. Yeah.
6: But they would, I mean, they were very game. They they weren't, it, it wouldn't last long, but I could get them to play for a while and then they'd get, you know, bored.
4: Well, and there were also like 10 other kids younger than, that were younger than us even. And so she had her whole flock of like where she... I never got to be the baby because there was you know, these younger kids, the Fretzes. They always got to play the baby yeah. in her plays. But she had a whole cast of characters that she could, you know, the storm was always coming and mom had to get us into the barn.
3: <laughs> Sounds like a lot of Little House on the Prairie inspired <laughs> kind of motifs. Um, c- tell me a little bit about the, uh, the Bronson Post Office service, mm-hmm. the Bronson Postal Service.
6: Well, that was uh, a game that I invented so everyone could get mail. Because I love mail. Like and,
3: like small children, like babies who oh, get mail?
6: Everybody. All the kids in the neighborhood <laughs> got mail. And so we had this desk that had all these little like drawers in it. And so everyone had an assigned drawer or something. And so I would spend mm-hmm. All this time, like, frantically writing letters to all the different kids and putting letters in their little mail slots so they could all get mail. But it was really a lot of pressure because I had to come up with, like, who's writing them. So they would get, like, letters from the gas company or their aunt or whatever. And But I was, like, frantically trying to keep up with it, you know, to make the game fun. Because the minute I was worried that the minute one of them didn't have mail in their slot, they wouldn't want to play anymore. And I wanted to keep post office going as long as possible, so I would, like, be frantically writing all afternoon on, like, a hot summer day.
3: <laughs> I, so you didn't actually take the letters to people's houses? It all. No. The whole delivery system was in yeah, your house? Yeah, it was all
6: in our house. It was, again,
4: like, we had this desk that the drawer opened on both sides, so all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'll put a letter in here, and you open the other side, and then you'll have mail, but you have to write me back if you want to. It was, <laughs> it's like, the most bizarre Endless games. Jen makes no games point.
7: really complicated.
6: <laughs> I still do. Yeah, kind also. of like how she
3: remembers Hall and Oats. Which one is Hall <laughs> yeah. and which one's Oats? Oh yes. Uh, last night uh, we were talking about just how awesome H and O is, and Jen said, "Oh, I have a really great system for remembering which one's Hall and which one's Oats. Hall that has four letters, and also Tall has four letters, and, <laughs> and Oats has uh, five letters, and Short has five letters." And I, and, and I said, well, first of all, Hall and Tall rhyme, so that is an easier way to do it. And once you know which one the tall one is, <laughs> you pretty much have a good idea of who the other one isn't. <laughs> so you've narrowed it right down. Was that also, when you were a kid, Jen, a hallmark of your games overly complicated?
6: Yes, definitely. I I believed that they could rise to a higher level, for sure. Like, you know, other kids would play school. We did not play school. We played university. <laughs> <laughs>
3: St. Regis?
6: (laughs) Well, yeah, she
4: also had four or five years on every little kid, so it's not hard to outsmart us.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Do you guys feel like Jen is the exact same person now that she was at age eight?
4: Totally. Yeah. She's exactly the same.
7: But Music taller. tastes and all. Well, actually, not even that much taller. She was really tall. Look on her blog at the picture. She was like nine feet tall when she was seven years old.
4: No, it's the same. Like, you go to dinner at her house, there's a schedule. There's a, mm-hmm. you know, she'll be like, looking at you, like, giving you the eye. I'm like, what, what? I was like, she's like, dessert dessert I was
3: like oh yeah I'm on dessert and also we haven't even played post office yet
6: <laughs> yeah. oh no games well, yeah, are really game big happened. at Christmas and Thanksgiving yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never had a dinner at my house that didn't have an exact schedule right and there's always an audience participation portion always
3: alright Jen let's hear some of uh, let's hear some of the 23rd Psalm okay
6: the Lord is my shepherd I shall
5: not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside still waters I forgot where I want. <laughs>
3: Is Damn that, these
7: kids Is that you again Jess? Yeah I think
3: so Yeah well you have a church full of babies <laughs> And they're going to act like babies Jen <laughs> Baby church
5: my soul. He leadeth me oh, in the paths of righteousness For his name's sake, And as <laughs> I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no either. evil For oh, thou art with me I mean not He is with me he is really with me, and I ain't lying, sister.
3: Sure. <laughs> First of all, I think that's just racist. I mean, I think that's actually <laughs> racist. Where were you getting that accent from?
6: I like I was telling you, and my sister can attest to this. We did not go to a church like that. We did not. We were, never were around preachers like that. But I had this weird like southern accent. I don't know where it came from. Well,
4: yeah, I don't know either. Maybe family camp. Maybe or television.
3: Warm <laughs> beach. Oh, I, I mean, Warm yeah. Beach is in Southern Washington. <laughs> Things got weird down there.
5: By <laughs> oh, goodness and mercy. Shall follow me all the days of my when life I and I shall it? dwell in the house of the when Lord forever. I don't mean for a day, I mean forever. <laughs> that was read from the twenty from the twenty third Psalms. Holy Bible. Now when you say that you love somebody, that means you have a responsibility for them. I mean you don't just say I love you but you really sort of don't like them that much. You have to really love them, and you have to really take the responsibility over
3: them. Notice that even at a young age, you said take the responsibility over them. (laughs) You didn't say take the responsibility for them. No. We should actually, the, the one missing link to this whole round uh, table is probably Jason Andrews. <laughs> we should bring in to say how much of this stuff, how much of these are actually themes that come up during your daily life together.
6: Well, that little section on love, um, we actually played at our wedding. Because it was so like, I feel that kind of weight, you know, so it was perfect.
5: I shall not want more than I should get. That's what I shall not want. Means. Makes me.
6: To look.
3: What? I shall not want more than I should get. Are That's you? It's just
6: a little theology for you, from an eight-year-old.
3: That's not in the 23rd Psalm. That's just you're improvising. I'm improvising on a theme. You're like the Miles Davis <laughs> yeah. of the Psalms. You're just kind of bebopping there, essentially.
5: Lie down in green pastures. He wants you to really love him, and he shows love to us just as he expects us to show love to everyone around us. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Amen to that! Woo! <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Jen, I don't want to take this to a dark or negative place, but I have to say um, I hear a little bit of the uh, uh, breakaway Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint crazy beehive frock, I hear a little bit of that in this. Like, there's some part of you as now a grown, I would say, very well-balanced adult. Do you? Is there, an, in your opinion, anything a little creepy about this tape? Uh, well, yes,
6: absolutely. I mean, I was immersed in, uh, you know, a, a church that is not a church I would belong to today. I would put it that way. And so I was just trying my very best to uh, regurgitate what I had been taught.
3: Because I know I grew up in a really fundamentalist church environment, too. And I just in hearing that, I don't have any tapes of it, thankfully. But I kind of, (laughs) you know, I know very well that... um, that kind of being a kid and trying to, like, the, when the home group would happen, you know, mm-hmm. and all the adults would come over, and you would sit there and try to say something profound about the Bible because everybody would say, Good job. Mm-hmm. And it had a little, uh, there will be blood, <laughs> a little, uh, Paul Dano and there will be blood quality.
6: What I would say though <clears throat> is that I put all this on myself. There was nobody in my life trying to get me to, to be like that. I was, I was just, from the very smallest of age, like really worried and wanted to do good and say the right good things. And so, it, you know, it's not like I was MB feeling fresh and being in charge. Pressure, in charge. <laughs> and I think that's so much. I mean, I think that's why I find this tape hysterically funny is because I basically have these kids trapped in this room. And I almost I can hear it in my voice that I'm kind of frantic to keep them interested. And so that's why I keep going to these like high points <laughs> in my in my uh verbiage. <laughs>
3: It, it's also very similar to this radio show every night. <laughs> We've got a small group of people that we more or less are holding at gunpoint. Uh, we're trying to keep them interested. Oftentimes we lose them. They are usually dehydrated. <laughs> and so then we always to try to bring out the good material, which means by 8 o'clock we have nothing to talk about.
5: For his is namesake. Yea, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Amen. Uh, That's what I want to see out of you guys, is fear and no evil, because thou art with us. Surely goodness shall follow me all the days of my life.
3: Oh, I knew her. Wasn't she in the middle school, surely goodness?
5: (laughs) And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
3: Amen. Amen. And peace be with you. <laughs> uh, this is TBTL on News Talk 710 Cairo. We're uh, bringing you a very special uh, feature tonight: the uh, old tape of a, a eight year old Jen Andrews preaching the word, and the um, the the ladies who were were forced to listen to it and also be part of all of her other uh, involved elaborate schemes. Um, her sister Steph and uh their very good friend Jess. Uh we need to take a break here. Uh when we come back I want to play a little bit more tape. I I I'm very curious to hear uh, your take on Noah. Because I mean I feel like I know the standard book version of the story but i just have a feeling that there's probably some insights that only a deranged eight-year-old can bring to light Uh, so we'll do that in just a moment this is tbtl on news talk 710 cairo hey this is ron
0: and why wouldn't i be Don?
3: give us all three weekdays from three to six but right now it's too beautiful to live on news talk 710 cairo
7: Virginia horson's hot air balloon rides you don't have to worry about terrorists or long lines and it's just you and me, up
3: in the air. Whoa! I'm fully confident that, Jen, if you could have gotten your hands on a hot air balloon at age eight in the Sunset Hill neighborhood of Ballard, you probably would have created some kind of alternative air travel system.
6: If I'd had my hands on it, I promise you I would have.
3: It would have led to multiple uh, deaths of young children, and then you would have lived your life in major guilt yes. over it. Uh, we're talking to uh, producer Jen and also her sister Steph and uh, our friend Jess, they all grew up together in Ballard, about um, Jen's, well, I frankly, domineering style as a young child (laughs) and the evidence which Jen actually brought to us because, you know what, the killer always returns to the scene of the crime. (laughs) The evidence is this really great uh, tape of Jen uh, preaching the gospel. So we're going to play more of that for you after the news. Also, we'll hear about uh, the movie that they all shot together as kids. That's coming up on TBTL. In Spanish. Hey, look, what do I say? Like a drunk Chinese woman.
5: Oh, no, I can do it.
3: Congratulations, you did do it. You tuned in to TBTL here on News Talk 710 Cairo. I'm Luke Burbank. We're here from 7 to 10, uh, six nights a week. Uh, and then also you can find us at mynorthwestcom TBTL, where we have old shows archived and lots of cool stuff up at the website including a link to our iTunes page where you can podcast the show for free. And right now we have some uh, amazing archival photos of our producer, Jen Andrews, and her sister, Steph, and their very good friend, Jessica, uh, from 1980 and the years around that time, growing up in the Ballard neighborhood, uh, when uh, Jennifer decided to essentially start her own cult (laughs) with mixed results, very mixed results, considering, uh, Jessica, you were majorly dehydrated, and trying to listen to the recording the whole time. (laughs) How old were you, Jess, at that time? I I think we asked at the beginning, but but Jen was just guessing. You you sound like you're like... I was probably like
4: three. (laughs) Two or three. Yeah, because you're 11
6: months younger than me. And it's May of 80, so I had just turned eight.
3: Did some uh, part of you guys uh, kind of really idolize Jen, or did you guys just think she was a crazy person?
4: (laughs) She was our leader. I don't think we, you know, wasn't... It wasn't a choice about it she was just the leader of the past it was
3: like it was like being in castro's administration <laughs> and she came up respect with all isn't even part of the sort of <laughs> considerations well,
4: well you know we lived on top of sunset hill and she'd be like let's go to magnolia we'll ride our bikes and it was just like we all got on our bikes and went down this huge hill crossed the locks and just did it and we were just over yeah, to the we fretzes. never really questioned no we just all right that's what we're doing today let's go On
6: your banana seat. (laughs) (laughs) Or I would decide, like, today we're going to do, we're stuck in a hotel room for the day, so what we're going to do is put on our own gymnastics Olympics. Mm -hmm. That was actually one of her best ideas. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) And I came up with all these different feats you had to do and what you had to do to get a 10, and all using an embassy suites hotel room.
3: Did you guys play a lot of hot lava? No. No? No? Was that just my family? Yes. (laughs) No, you, you know, know how you scared go-
6: I am of hot lava. It's <laughs> not okay for you to talk about. You this. can't
3: go on the floor because the floor is hot lava, uh, and you climb around yeah, on top of everything. Yeah, I guess that
6: everything. version of that. Yeah.
3: yeah. What do they call that in L.A. Nest? You guys call it sharks? We call
6: it
3: sharks or piranha. Sharks or piranha. Um, uh, did, did did I heard that you actually would resort also to fantastical tales, Jennifer, to keep your yeah. your your grip on these young people like you. What was the deal with breast milk?
6: Well, I was actually a lot like David Koresh in that way. Like, I had to keep That them... you guys
3: both lactated?
6: <laughs> no, I just had to keep them thinking that I was amazing. And so one of the things that I said was that I had received my breast milk early. Yes. Which is quite funny because now at 36, I still have not ever received any <laughs> breast
4: milk. But... but it didn't even dawn on me to question that. And sh- I would say, Show me. And she'd go, There it was. Didn't you see it? And I was like, No, I missed it.
3: Would you actually, uh, without this going into a conversation, kind of a weird place. Um, would you have your shirt off when, to demonstrate? No.
6: I, well, like I would lift it up, push, yeah. pull it back down. Didn't you see it? How old were you? Like 10, 9. <laughs> no, I don't know. older than that. You were
3: developing. I was developing.
6: <laughs>
3: it was interesting that that was, you thought, a good way to impress your sister, like of the various lies you could tell. <laughs>
6: She's remembered it. I mean, I told well, lots, and that one is really well, and stuck then, with
4: her. The other one is waking me up in the middle of the night, we're going to Disneyland, pack your bag, quick. <laughs>
7: That was really mean. She did that to all of us. And then she talked my brother into doing
6: it. (laughs) That was really mean. That
3: is horrible. See, that that doesn't sound like you, Jen, because uh, as an adult anyway, you are still pretty neurotic and often lying about breast milk. But you're not mean. You're not mean. <laughs> and because, that's a mean joke.
6: It's because I am racked with guilt about all sorts of little things from childhood, which my sister's always saying, get over it. You know, all kids do stuff. And I'm like, I'm racked with guilt about it. And now as an adult, I'm always worried about doing something um. like that.
4: I don't think it was mean-spirited. I was a super uptight little girl that was an ice skater. I have to get my sleep, you know, so it was kind of fun to screw around with me, I think. Like, come on, get up, middle of the night. Like,
6: I have to be up at 6 a.m. Because I was a real talker, and Steph would literally, like, cry and beg me to stop talking so she could go (laughs) to sleep.
3: Um, Then would you sing her the song that you wrote, the Superman (laughs) theme song?
6: Well, I did convince her that there were words to the Superman love theme and that I wrote them. And I would sing it all the time, you know, Superman, oh, Clark Kent, how can you read my mind? And I would sing it. And so she thought that I had done did that. Did you
3: actually make those words up? I did. So <laughs> you weren't, that wasn't really a lie. Right. Sure, but she wasn't... was
4: very talented. All of her games were totally creative. It was just, we, there was no, should we do it or not involved. No. It was just sort of the, our life.
3: Um, all right. Well, let's, let's hear uh, eight-year-old Jen's uh, take on the Noah uh, story. <laughs> I think that's probably more that two-and-a-half-year-old Jessica. Now, at this point, reaching what doctors would call the late <laughs> stages of dehydration. I mean, this is when it starts to get serious. You start to have hallucinations. You I try still to...
7: make that noise when I'm, when I'm bored, I think, <laughs> or thirsty. Uh,
3: <laughs> in, even though, Jen, clearly, you'll hear later on the tape, you, you offer to breastfeed Jessica <laughs> to no avail.
5: Now I want to share with you about Noah. My mind. Noah was a very good man. Very good.
3: And that's the end of the sermon. No, it's not. That would be a pretty lousy sermon if it was.
5: He, he was the only good person that was really good to God besides his family. And so one day, God spoke to him. And said, Noah, I want you to build an ark, and I'm going to send a flood. To flood. And so Noah started building that ark, and he built it good. And I mean good.
3: <laughs> was this your normal way of talking, Jen, when no. you weren't in preacher mode? Like when no. she was, when she was instructing you guys about some other thing, would she just slip into Dabney Coleman? <laughs>
7: remember but (laughs) i don't think so but i do feel like she used to make up other accents jen do you remember that or am i making that up
6: well no i mean like if i was directing a play you know sometimes i'd be kind of british and you know always in character yeah i was always in character
3: all right
5: and very large and god said Noah, i want you to take a male and a female of each animal and put them into that ark.
3: You know what I haven't even really asked yet? Uh, we're 45 minutes into this. What is the physical positioning of the room as you remember it, uh, Jennifer? Do, are they sitting? Do you have these poor little girls sitting on, like, chairs in front of you? Do you have a fake pulpit?
6: No, but as I recall, they were sitting in, in chairs. Like, I, I had tried to arrange it as much, like, normal as possible. You know, you, you're
3: chair. holding a Bible in one hand?
6: No, well, I think I was You can't be doing this stand- from memory. No, though. I think I was standing at the... Um, they had, a like, a little dining room table. It was kind of a, a living room combination dining room, and I think I was standing with it. At, I was standing at the dining room table.
3: And then, Jess, your mom is the one recording all of this for the Smithsonian.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
5: So it took about seven days for him to get there to get all the animals in there. And then they started storing the food... And then God said, now I'm going to sin- send your flood. And so they got everybody in the f- in the ark, all of Noah's family, and he shut the big door and... Fur! Who shut the door? Noah. God shut the door. Okay. did? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: Well,
3: in my records. <laughs> <laughs> now, in case you couldn't hear that, because it was kind of soft, what what just happened there, Jennifer?
6: I said he shut the door, and Diane, Jessica's mom, said, Who shut the door? And I said, Noah. She said, No, God shut the door. And I said, He did? She said, Mm-hmm. And then I said, Well, that's not what's in my records.
3: <laughs> See, the problem is the bully never likes the bigger bully. <laughs> Usually, this was a universe you had complete control of, mm-hmm. and then there was Diane. <laughs>
4: The
5: reason for that, I think, is that... It was really
3: heavy? Again, because it was soft. She says the reason for that is, and then she's thinking, and then you you interject.
6: Because it was heavy?
3: Yeah. Actually, not a bad... Yeah,
6: it was really heavy, but
4: it just kind of means that God is the one that put them in the safe place and then enclosed them in there. Then
5: God shut the door. (laughs) Moving on.
3: Yeah, I like how you just, you know, there's no looking back for uh, Pastor Jen Koresh.
5: Big tears started, it started raining. And when they got out, he didn't get out right when it stopped raining. No way. He waited for God. And then the most beautiful day came when they could leave the ark. Was so joyful to step on land again, and the first thing they did was build an altar oh, and thank God for saving. God.
3: I think that just it's it's it rhymed with water, So Jessica, in her complete delusion, she kind of woke up i'm now this for me is is just a guess because I wasn't there, but Jessica just sort of came to for a minute and said, "What water?" <laughs> And promptly passed out again.
5: And there was a big rainbow just to promise them that God will never flood the whole earth again. And he hasn't, and he never will. Lord, I just pray over everyone that's here today that you would help them and keep them away from Satan. Bless us all, Lord. And help the people who've been stuck in the ash and everything. Oh, yeah, Mount St. (laughs) Helens.
6: We were traumatized by that. We were really praying for them every day.
3: (laughs) That was some scary, scary crap. I moved here in 1980, and I was like a four-year-old kid. And I remember seeing the cover of the Seattle Times, uh, Mount St. Helens blowing up. And I just thought to myself, I've had a good run. I've had four (laughs) years. I just figured it was over. As a young kid, when you see like a, a volcano in your... You know, state exploding, you just figure, well, we're done for.
4: Except if you're Jennifer Andrews, you go to your grandma's house and get yeah. two jars of ash out of her yard. She lived in Yakima and tell the neighborhood kids it'll explode if you drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
7: this explains my <laughs> Robert,
4: fear of hot lava. Where these precious jars of ash could not be dropped.
5: <laughs> Amen. 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 What? Glory! <laughs> Praise the Lord! I'll see you all next Sunday. Bye now! <laughs> <laughs>
3: I know. There's a little mini pearl in there. Maybe you watch <laughs> a lot of hip It might have been
6: oh, like yeah. the Mandrell Mandrell sisters. sisters. We were really into that.
3: Uh, okay, well, listen, we got to take a break here. When we come back, I want to get your guys' uh, reflections on uh, how this has all uh, permanently scarred you going into adulthood <laughs> and the various ways that it's ruined your life. Not to prejudge. <laughs> Tell me how it's turned out, honestly, but I want to know how the ways this has messed you up. Uh, uh, we're talking to uh, Stephanie, the sister of our producer, Jen, and also Jessica, a dear friend of the family, about their uh, their time in the what's considered the Hanoi Hilton now
7: <laughs>
3: of Ballard. That is, growing up with uh, Jen Andrews as their main grown-up influence. Uh, we'll talk to them more about uh, that in just a moment. This is TBTL News Talk 710 Cairo. Don't go anywhere. What do you do about your
6: nipples? Streaming at MyNorthWest.com. This is
3: TBTL on News Talk 710 Cairo. He
5: said that to be black, and then I was light. and they didn't give him no lip.
3: Preach it, sister. Uh, that's an eight-year-old, Jen Andrews. Uh, you know, spreading the the good news to uh, a captive audience of uh, small and uh, really. Profoundly dehydrated children. <laughs> her sister, Steph, and uh, their good friend, Jessica. Uh, you guys, we just have a couple minutes left here, but I guess I want to ask, uh, you obviously grew up uh, constantly being subjected to, uh, to Jen's schemes and uh, other kinds of whims. All in all, are, are you happy?
4: Did oh, yeah. happened Did
3: it actually help you as a person?
4: Yeah, I think we're like super independent. I mean, we took the bus of our town. We weren't afraid of anything because we did all that stuff with my sister. We learned the importance of letter writing. I think we <laughs> That's both true. Post office. are
7: very good at our thank you cards.
3: They really are.
7: We know that it's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we definitely know who to call when we have any questions about <laughs> 80s, pop culture, <sighs> trivia. Or if you need a game
4: idea, make, make up a game for us. mm
7: mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone has ever talked about um, Jen's bedroom when she was a teenager, Uh, but she pretty much had this whole giant basement to herself. And she would get, like, teen uh, Tiger bee and Bop (laughs) and tear out pictures of, like, every single teen celebrity, and they were posted all over her walls. Well, it's like like wallpapered, yeah. It was the craziest thing, and she read uh, the TV Guide cover to cover every t- every week.
4: <laughs> she could tell like the producers of soap operas and stuff, not just the primary players, and then we would like take the bus to Fred Meyer because we weren't allowed to watch soap operas, so we'd go to the TV section and watch soap
3: operas well, this like, We exactly were very what resourceful That' exactly <laughs> what I did as a kid, actually, believe it or not, um, in terms of watching TV at Fred Meyer yeah, we didn't
4: need like a lot of mark. we didn't need toys or any of that stuff. <laughs> Just give us a pen, a paper, and a bus pass. <laughs>
3: well, I have to say, Jen, that as much as we're giving you grief over this, I listened to that little girl, and we were talking during the break about how smart you had to be in order to kind of just hold forth like that on the scriptures and then kind of take these little digressions and try to keep the people, <laughs> uh, you know, interested, even though they were having all kinds of boredom issues and other things. Uh, and I think it really prepared you well for producing this radio show. So <laughs> so I'm happy that that was, uh, you know, how you were as a kid. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like your adult life still very much mirrors your, your eight-year-old life?
6: Yes, I do. I always felt a lot of pressure to... Um, have things be bigger and better and done well, and I'm still exactly like that. And have it be totally unique. Like, I could never just use a board game. I had to make it my own, you know, and I'm still like that.
3: Well, I think the show is much better for it. So good job. Although, <laughs> if I have to deliver one more fake letter to Tony Minor because <laughs> we're playing post office, I'm seriously going to lose my, my stuff. Um, well, that does it. Thank you very much, Jessica. By the way, Jess's day job is... Um, marketing director for the Seattle International Film Festival, so go check it out over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, Steph, she can provide you with a very lifelike uh, corpse. More on that uh, in a future show. This is TBTL News Talk 710. Kyra will be back after the news.
5: Glory! Praise the Lord! I'll see you next Sunday! Bye now!
3: All right, so when Jen
0: is really into it, when she's super preachy and getting into her Getting into her uh, her style, she mm. kind of sounds like an early Rachel Dole Dolezal. <laughs> she She's really does. putting on some African American like sister,
1: yeah, or like a weird televangelist <laughs> from the south.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, but she said she said that she'd never heard that stuff before, but she had to.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's just how Jesus talks through us in a uh, southern <laughs> accent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, ask ask your boyfriend. He knows all about that stuff. Yeah.
2: Hmm. So good. So good. Sister? Don't give me no lip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't did anyone think that this was really weird that a little kid was doing this? And was she reading straight from the Bible or had she made notes on Bible? stories and was just reading them um,
0: apparently she had made some notes because when right. Jessica's mom tried to tried to say that God closed the door on Noah's Ark uh, Jen said oh well, that's not what I have in my notes
1: <laughs> that's not what my notes say. right yeah said, well, why did God close the door and then she thought for a while is it because it's heavy <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: sometimes we all need She's a like, little help when a door is particularly right. heavy
1: yeah. and then then she goes yes and then Jen goes, and then God closed the door. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That shows us how flexible
0: you she... can be with religion. You know, just if you believe it, right? you know, that's what's important. If, you,
2: if your notes say it, then it's yeah, true. Right. I love when she's like, well, I lost my place now. After the <laughs> and getting really
0: annoyed
1: with the with the babies nope. that need water or need attention or can't read but she's having them follow along.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of the girls lost her place in the scripture. That was really a surprise that a three-year-old would not be able to follow along in the scripture. She also, they, they talked about all the other uh, things that Jen would do with these kids. And what what I enjoyed, what I thought was funny was that they would act out plays and, and movies. They acted out nine to five. These girls were eight, <clears throat> eight three and four or whatever. And they're acting out, I mean, that was that's kind of a sexy time movie. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. you know what though? My, I was, I'm the youngest of five kids, and my older sisters were about Jen's age. And I totally watched it when I was like way too young. And mm-hmm. I, I can totally see that. Happen- if my sisters were more organized, I could see that happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you and you can't even process the sexiness of it. I mean, no, it's not hitting you. You know. Well,
2: but Hillary,
1: were you raised the same in a very no. strict Christian oh, family? Oh no
0: no no my mom no no no
2: no 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 I mean, it was re- I mean Dallas is very I mean where I was raised was very Christian semi evangelical but my mm. parents were my dad's Jewish and my mom's like atheist I think so no <laughs> um, there were just a lot of kids
0: they <laughs> mm-hmm. they the, i was mentioned this before it really it. Took me back because they mentioned um, to pray for the people that were going to be buried in ash or were buried in ash at Mount St. Helens. Uh, I was, I think, 17, 16 or seventeen at the time that that happened, and I couldn't have cared less about Mount St. <laughs> Helens. It's like I was old enough to grasp the the news and and you know what the experts were saying, and it was more or less like like I was at Y two K is like eh, whatever. Little Ash settled on my car one morning. Big deal. But I think in if you were a little kid like like Luke talked about and and Jen talked about, if you're a little kid, you always think the next thing is the end of the world or yeah. the beginning of the world or whatever it is. I'm,
1: yeah. I, and I'll bring it back to the whole Christian thing is I'm sure that it's talked about, like mm-hmm. you know, the end of days yeah. and all that stuff, and God, God's gonna punish you, and so they, they're, that's those kind of things are always top of mind, right? Yeah. And
0: then you, you turn on TV, and the the TV guy says, "Well, there was one asshole who wouldn't get off the mountain, and he's dead. Uh, everyone else got a light dusting of the ash, you know." And then you're like, "Oh, cool, cool story. Where is the baseball game on?" Oh, and another thing from this show. Uh, and he never plays this anymore. I guess to be respectful to Jen, but uh, what's your nipple situation? <laughs> that drop.
2: I forgot about that. <laughs> was that about the marathon?
0: What? That was, was that- yeah. That was from when he was he was going to run the marathon, and he he'd never done that that long of a run before, and he hadn't considered you know what you need to do to protect yourself from uh, some painful nipple action. <laughs> Um, but he isolated that and used to play it all the time. I guess yeah. I guess he did it then for the same reason he does Dreamcatcher now, because it just gets under somebody's skin. In that case, it was Jen. and In the Dreamcatcher's case, it's every listener.
2: God, it's worse. They're
1: all lies. They're all lies. Sorry. Oh, so you don't like it either. And he, even when they're not
0: lies. Oh, oh, I have to ask you, Hillary. Yes. Okay. Uh, theme song? Okay. Good? No? Dreamcatcher?
2: Oh, the Dreamcatcher theme song? Yeah, yeah. I only like the Night Court one because it brings back good memories or the Dream okay. Court one, but no okay. I mean no. I just I don't want to hear about anybody's dreams. Not nobody's. Right,
0: right. And do you ever remember unless they're really lying, in which case they should get sentenced to death by Dream Court, <laughs> do you ever remember any details from <laughs> any of these dreams? No. No. None. No, no, I'm done. You, th- you talk about driveway radio, you know, driveway moments. <laughs> These are the moments that people will sit and they'll they'll hold off seeing their family, their babies, <laughs> their, their dogs, their, their husband. They'll hold off to hear the details of one great story or something that they're really interested in. Not happening for Dreamcatcher. Not a driveway no. moment uh, no. ever in the history of that segment.
2: And Luke even admitted that he, like, tunes out whenever <laughs> – uh, we all talking. do. We all do. Oh, just
0: get through it. Yeah. What what often happens because Christy and I have to take some notes is we'll drift off during Dreamcatcher and then we'll have to backtrack because I'll wake up like a half an hour later. Dreamcatcher <laughs> saying it was only ten <laughs> are minutes. Like
1: are they still do? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I have to go back.
0: When do they stop the dream? As I'm wiping the drool from. Oh god! Oh man! When did they stop talking about the dream catcher? Because I don't want to. I don't want to backtrack all the way into it because I'll fall asleep again. That's the worst part.
3: I had note not a note here
0: fan. that someone yelled, yelled, screamed, "Stop talking!" Who was it during that clip that yelled, "Stop talking"? Was it Jessica? Somebody I, had a enough. I
2: think so. Oh, one of the little kids. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I don't remember. I just listened to it. Yeah, I listened to it the other day, and I can't remember it.
0: Yeah. I I guess I I made a a nonsense note. Um, Anything else about this clip, you guys?
2: Well, I mean, they talked about it, but Chin has not changed at all. I mean, at least her personality. I mean, like even her irritation, like she doesn't get mad, but you can tell. You can just sense when she's irritated, and she does it in the same way. Like, well, I lost my place now. When she oh, used to get right. a little bit irritated with, yeah. with, with Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, yeah the uh, I mean, I, every guest has said this, but the thing I do miss a little bit about Jen being there is I remember, I think I read in some interview where Luke said, you know, my goal is to make Jen laugh. Like, I know I'm right. doing a good job when Jen's laughing really hard. I, I don't remember where I read that, but... I think he sort of does that with Andrew, but he not as much. And it's just again, it's a different show. But I miss that of him just trying to make her laugh.
0: Yeah, with with Andrew, it's more of a back and forth thing, and exactly he's sort of performing for Jen. It like takes him yeah. to a little higher place when he's you know trying to make her laugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: But
1: when exactly. we have Jen
0: on, this is a question I'm going to ask her, and Christy, please remind me.
1: Write it down. What?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: We both said for the other to write it what down. What was <laughs> easier?
0: Uh, who was easier to work with, uh, Luke or two, three, and four-year-old kids?
1: <laughs> well, if you put it a Luke slash Sean combination, right, right, I, right, my vote would be three-year-olds.
0: Right, because they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to be late. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to say anything Captive super audience. inappropriate. Which Sean would sometimes do. God, Sean.
1: Yeah. Um, so can we talk about the fact that she told the kids that her breast milk came in early? Uh,
5: yeah.
1: How weird is that? Uh, and then so... she would
0: pull her shirt up, right?
1: Right. What? So so Stephanie made a point to say, no, you are developing.
0: <laughs> right. But what does pulling your shirt up mean at all in that situation? I mean, <laughs> unless there's you're currently producing something. I don't know that it makes any difference.
1: Right. Well, I don't think a three-year-old knows what that mm-hmm. is anyways.
0: Right. Again, again, that adult content that just whizzes over their head. They <laughs> have no idea. <laughs> if Jen so says bizarre. it, it must be true.
1: And I love how much she, the, this, you know, like you said, she's exactly the same. How much she would work to get people to keep in the game where she mm-hmm. would frantically l- write letters and put it in the, the post office. For like babies. To keep everyone interested. <laughs> right.
0: That's a big production job for sure.
1: And that she would make them, each letter would be from someone different.
0: Oh, right, right, the so like oh, gas good. company or grandma. Or-
3: <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> because even at the time, those were the two, those were the two units <laughs> us- utilizing the postal service on a regular basis. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> All right, dummies, uh, how to get involved. Oh. Do what uh, Hillary did.
1: That was aggressive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People have told me I'm allowed to do this. So until someone stops me, I'm calling y'all dummies. Um, LittleRedBandwagon.com. Go there and fill out the form. We're we're making our way through the list. Um, don't even don't even worry about. It. But please do try to find your clip for us. That was helpful. Hillary not only included her clip that she wanted to talk about, but the clip where she was on the show, and that that helps too. Facebook, the Stens page is a unmanageable morass of bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I meant oh, go to the Stens page to get involved with, uh, with uh, TVTL or go to our page where it's a smaller group of people who don't post 10-paragraph corrections <laughs> of someone's no. grammar or pictures of their lawn. Or I'm going to get into all of this on Monday, so I'm not going to do it here. Yeah, our, our Facebook page is, is actually still a delight. Personal Twitter is at Drew McFrizz, at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Uh, Hillary, do you want people to follow you on Twitter?
2: Sure, it's HILIV, H-I-L-I-V.
0: All right, it's an easy one. I've seen you there. The show Twitter at LRB Podcast. Email us, littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. If you don't like being called a dummy, email us there because I'll never see it. Voicemail, 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. I'm sure I'll hear something on there if if it's particularly interesting, and we'll play it on the show if we like it. Christy, uh, any housekeeping this week?
1: Next week we will have the lovely Kelly McBride Fulkers from the Washingtons.
0: And by Washington's um, you mean Washington DC Tens.
1: DC, okay. right. The other Washington. Okay. Um and then July eleventh, we're having a another little red bandwagon meetup. Um and that I was supposed to tell you, Dana wanted me to remind you everyone that it's twenty one and up. Mm-hmm. Our next one will be all ages, I promise. Sure. We'll find somewhere.
0: All right. Well, um
1: and the details are all on the on our Facebook page and you can find the event. Oh and,
0: yeah, let's talk about that for a second because originally we had an event set up but it was set to private right. and we had a bunch of people that were already mm-hmm. committed to going, but now we had to re we had to resubmit the event.
1: Yeah, because people were asking about it and you couldn't see it on our page, you, you would have to invite them right. to be able to see all it. Right. So we fixed that. Yeah.
0: So I invited a bunch of people, but uh, and, and those that hadn't answered yet, all those invites got, you know, canceled. So if you saw an invite from me and we're still trying to decide, just go to the Little Red Bandwagon page and, you know, click that you're going to attend or you're not going to attend, whatever. But um, yeah, I think there's going to be like 20 or 30 people there.
1: Yeah, you have to come because that sounds like we're going to have a checks mix off. Right,
0: there will be a, <laughs> a checks mix off. Um, probably the first checks mix off in the history of that particular bar, and maybe even all of Everett. I don't know. I can't speak for the Everett Chamber right. of Commerce as to whether they've had <laughs> a checks mix off before, but I will check and get that information because Guinness will be on hand to see who has the world record setting best checks mix at the meetup. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I might just buy the, the store mm. bought kind and put it in a bowl. Interesting. And pretend I made that. Interesting. And and submit it.
0: Right. Um, Yeah, and like dump some peanuts or something in there. Because don't make it too identifiable. Yeah, it has to be something weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dump something in there.
1: Maybe some chocolate chips. Right,
0: right. (laughs) Your own spin on it. For sure. Um, Christy, I don't have anything else tonight, but uh, Hillary, I knew you'd be great at this, and you were a delight. And don't even uh, worry about, Uh, anything that if you, if you spilled some beans, if there's anything that you wish you hadn't said, uh, Bobby is very good about fixing that stuff in post. And now that we have Bobby instead of Jeremy, you know, it's all smooth sailing (laughs) from here. Just let us know.
2: I will. Thanks guys.
0: All right.
1: Until next time, this is the next party.
0: And of course, I love you, Jen. You know that.
4: Nailed
5: it. Good night, Mike, and to to tell me I really can't say her name. (laughs)